Hey, real quick. So Michael laid it here. Yeah. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Thank you. This episode of the podcast brought to you by Eat Local Pizza. Eat Local Pizza, 801 Red River Road. That's right. Besides Nookie's Daily, over 24,000 people like it on Facebook. That's right, right here in Thunder Bay. 767-0000. Follow them on social media now. Free Pizza Fridays. Yes, that's happening. Check it out on Facebook right now. Eat local pizza seven six seven zero 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 zero. Order now, and they are also on skip the dishes or pick it up or get it delivered seven six seven zero 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 zero. Eat local pizza. This episode of the podcast brought to you by HeartbeatHotSauce.com. Pineapple habanero features on the hot one season ten. Yes, it's a collaboration. That's what they do. Heartbeat Hot Sauce with the Ontario Craft Brewery. Right here from the hometown. Thunder Bay. Meet with the help of Sleeping Giant Brewery. Yes, the award-winning Beaver Duck Session IPA. And this sauce is boldly pronounced fruitness and a bright but savory vibe of start to finish. Yes, it is. It's kind of like a summer sauce. Maybe you correct me. It is vegan as well and the heat is a 5 of a 10. Yes! Pineapple habanero. Go now. Chop now at heartbeatoutsauce.com or find them at your favorite retailer. This is the Michael Lane Unplugged episode 138. It is a Monday night. It is. We are back tonight. Very special guest with me. Please, folks, give it up to the one and only Rhonda Bill with a fine catering. <laughs> Woo! And here we are. That's it. <laughs> Rhonda, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Mm. I like that intro music. Thank you. Uh, I always say I made that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw, I watched some random, you know, are you on TikTok? I am too old. Okay, too old. so maybe you are you are on Instagram. I know that. Of course. Yeah, yeah, and they have reels now too, and you know that's like short little videos because our ex- our attention span gets shorter and shorter. And you scroll, and there was one like big f- person personality in the music industry, and then he had won a big award or she, mm-hmm. and that person then said also, "I also want to thank me." <laughs> <laughs> for all the hard work I did, you know? And yes, you can think it's maybe ignorant or maybe it's over the top, but there's also a t- moment of truth to that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. We're talking about the intro music still, aren't we? Yeah, I'm just like patting myself <laughs> on my shoulder and saying, yes, yes, thank you, Michael. <laughs> uh, so, rain is good. We need it. It's here. Yes. Yes, we need it so bad. Mm-hmm. This has been a hot summer so far. I mean, pretty good. I love heat. Mm-hmm. But I don't like watering my stuff too much, so yeah. it's great. I can't wait to see my water bill because oh. I can't, actually I can wait, but I will, I will get it because we had the sprinkler on all the time for the kiddos. So that's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> Full disclosure, I leave the sprinkler on mm-hmm. and then forget about it ah. every second time or so. Yeah. So yeah. my husband has to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. That's that's <laughs> fair, you know? You, yeah. you, you are busy. It, he's doing his part. Yeah. You Teamwork. <laughs> you put it on, he puts it off. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's how it's done. Wow, I love that bookshelf <laughs> in the background there. It's all like on an angle. Yeah, do you like it? I do. Some people, some people really don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It hurts their, it hurts their brains, but I do. Yeah. And think about it, that the gravity keeps the books mm-hmm. without having to get a bookend thing. 
Ah, and it just slides down, right? And then you can just put it back, and then it just keeps rotating. Yeah. That's good. So practical. <laughs> yeah. oh, did you did you like cook a lot today? I did. I did. Mm-hmm. So we have some family visiting, and we made um, Thai chicken skewers with a bunch of veggies, Ooh. and then tofu skewers. So we had our oh yeah lovers and our vegan option. Ooh. Coconut broth, so Ooh. you can find actually Instagram. Yes, yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. I, <laughs> I remember, I saw that you posted this, so let's get there uh, because I saw that. Oh yeah, it it was delicious. And here we are. And it wasn't for it wasn't for a catering event. It was just for me and my friend. <laughs> That's perfect, though, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's how it's done. That's how your good mm-hmm. stuff happens. And then you remember it or you write it down. Yeah. And every once in a while, I have I have a menu online that has a picture for each for mm. each item. Wow. And every once in a while, I think, I need to upgrade this picture. I want to make something prettier. I want to mm. make it look better. So then tonight, I, I took a picture for updating my menu too. Ah. So, even though I'm making it for myself in the background, I'm thinking, oh, I got to do this for work. Mm-hmm. It all blends together. That's fine, though, right? That's what. Yeah. What that's what so. we do, in a way. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, if if this is uh, a very big part of your life, it's it's included with everything. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I do. I think I do the same thing. Like, if I get inspiration when I'm somewhere else about something then well, relating to a podcast or about a guest or an idea, I do the same thing. It's it's never turns out. And, and, and because food is everywhere, it's so hard to not relate it. I think, oh, this could be good or we should try this or yeah. I, or anything I'm eating. I'm like, oh, maybe I should adapt my menu to make it taste more like this. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then my kids, my kids get involved and you'd have to scroll way back But my my daughter, when she was five years old, she's six now. Mm-hmm. Um, was it five? Maybe she was. Maybe it was this year. Um, it was during COVID, the very beginning of COVID last year, and we were just like trying to figure out stuff to do as a family. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, you could do your own little cooking video. You could teach your friends how to make a peanut butter and jam sandwich." Ooh. And she's so expressive and so cute. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, "This is, this is a way that I, my business can overlap into their lives, and they can see mom doing this stuff. They can do their own little videos once in a while. Mm-hmm. She taught how to make a peanut butter and jam sandwich." And my little boy taught how to make chocolate cookies. Ooh. Look it up. <laughs> It's pretty great. <laughs> I love my cookies. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. And he's very particular about things. So you'll like his his very solid instructions. Yeah. There's, there's, this <laughs> this reminds me of there's a, little, a couple uh, YouTube videos about kids that do create food. And some are just like... <laughs> explosions and you know they're, they're being filmed and others are just like they got it down and it's like in the way it's very their business serious and they're getting it done but it's just like how they do it it's perfection oh yeah <sighs> and some of them just have the the appeal like you watch them online and you just really want to watch them again mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's hard Re- retention and coming back that's what it's about <laughs> It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's amazing to see. And YouTube is actually really handy. They give you so much. They tell you how long the person watches the video. Mm-hmm. What's like the how many people click on the video. And then they compare it to everything you've done before. And there's more data as well. That's really interesting. I didn't. I didn't. I have to like tell you. I didn't probably do my research properly. But I do. You do YouTube then as well. Um, I post. Yeah. Okay. So I love to cook. Mm-hmm. Another full disclosure. I love to cook. I love to do um, be on the other side of the camera and talk about food. And I love being around people. My husband, Steve, is my videographer. Mm. He's the guy that knows how to post things properly. Nice. He'll, he'll edit half of my posts because I'll, I'll put a couple hashtags that don't make any sense. Yeah. I won't properly move my, 
Instagram to Facebook. So edit that part too. Mm. So he does all of the things. Okay. That's, that's big help. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I feel like a lot of, he actually built the website as well. And um, a lot of the things that I've been able to, you know, get good reviews for and whatnot is, is partially due to him being able to post things properly and, and promote Mm -hmm. and do those things that I'm not good at. But I think that's what is great about us humans. We don't have to do everything. Yeah. We can work in partnerships. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's where the power is. Yeah. Yeah. The magic. I agree with that. You know, I used to work in the hospitality business and it's just like when things come together and everybody works together for one purpose, it's, it's like, it feels good. Mm. And and I can get kind of controlling in some areas, but sure. I, I feel the best when I let other people do what they do best mm. and then they do it really well. And okay. <laughs> I step back and go, huh, uh-huh. yeah, I should probably not have to do this as well. Yeah. Is so that something I'm you, learning? I'm it, learning that. Is that something you learned over time? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Um, I think as a mom who's trying to do a business as well. And then the business starts growing where I, I would, when I first started, I offered hot food or frozen dinners for people. That's it. Mm. I just started pretty small. I was a, a little bit intimidated by the catering world. I'd gone to cooking school years before and um, we had traveled and done other things. So I was coming, I was coming back and that was I was tricky because it had been so long. So I was like, ah, I'll just do a couple things, see how it goes. And then as I got to know Thunder Bay and what people were looking for and new ideas came along, um, I needed, I, I needed more help. Mm-hmm. I think it would be ridiculous if I tried to do it all alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I had to push aside that tendency to do it alone. <laughs> uh huh. Yes. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's 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 good. Lisa does a homepage for me too, you know, and it's interesting how fast it gets outdated. And you know I know. Oh, it's like a month or two and it's just like shh, oh, oh my god. I almost sweared. So it's oh, like no, yeah, it's okay. so I, I'm behaving tonight. So <laughs> I was like oh. so Careful, that's there's how bad kids it. everywhere. Yeah. Today is clean. Clean as white linen. Is that, if that's that's right. Yeah. <laughs> as that beautiful wedding dress behind you. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> I think that's cool that you mentioned unveiled because uh, often when I'm doing weddings, mm-hmm. that's what they're wearing. Mm-hmm. They're wearing. Yeah, they're doing a fantastic job, and they still are there. And you know, they're unfortunately they're closing, but yeah. it, it's like it's COVID, right? It's just like. Everything changed. Mm-hmm. And if people can't go in, that's really rough. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, for some businesses. I, for some businesses, I, I have to say, um, COVID was not terrible for us caterers mm-hmm. because we we didn't have this, this storefront that we were paying so much overhead for mm-hmm. that we suddenly didn't get those <clears throat> troops of people. Oh, this is Steve. Hey, Steve. Um, yeah, this is the guy I was talking about. You, you, that's awesome. Nice to meet you. Michael over here. Yeah. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> you work on the podcast. Keep I it know. up. Thank you. Will do. I I totally lost my train of thought. This guy's super cute, so mm. I get distracted. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> what happens, right? And then it's just like, what? It's it's only been 12 minutes? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, I remember what I was saying. So when COVID hit, yes. for a lot of businesses in the food industry, and we know all, there's a lot of us that know each other and kind of trade stories and whatnot. It was a, it was a hit. And a friend of mine that ran a, um, a little cake um, and bakery shop, mm. she couldn't she couldn't do it. Yeah. It was too hard because she was reliant on people walking in the door. Mm-hmm. But for caterers like me, my my overhead is low. Mm-hmm. I can actually spend more on groceries and more on some other expenses because I'm not I'm not paying for a second space. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty. Oh, I wonder if I can show you this. Yeah. Wow, that's the setup, right? Wow, look yeah. at that. 
Oh. It's really, it's a bit, it's a bit messy right now, but I couldn't tell. I, I am really lucky that during, mm. during COVID we moved okay. um, and we renovated a kitchen and I learned how to drywall and put up trim and paint mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> because I thought, you know what, we don't, we're not getting a lot of business um, and we, we don't have to pay crazy overhead so we can afford to do this. So mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't, anyways, I'm really, I'm really thankful that it was, it was not a, a huge hit to our business, yes. but I yes. understand that it was awful for a lot of people. Yes. And you adjusted to, to the most possible way you could, right? Yeah. Yeah. You do it. You just figure out what, okay, this is a new world. Mm-hmm. I'm in a new situation. What do we do now? Yeah. What will work? <laughs> yeah. And you then, so. so did you do those? Did you ever do digital cooking classes before COVID? No. Uh-huh. It was like, I, I never even thought to do digital cooking classes because <laughs> honestly, I'm like, who wants to do this? Like, who's going to want to sit on the other side of a screen And then cook things themselves yeah. while, I, while I'm teaching them. Mm-hmm. Because in my head, people were only coming because then they can just sit and relax and enjoy the food. Mm-hmm. But I've learned throughout the process that people really want to be hands-on. I want to learn along with you. Uh-huh. Um, and right now during COVID, we don't have another option. So I had more interest than I was expecting mm-hmm. um, of groups of people that uh, my very first class was, um, well, my very first virtual cooking class, I should say, I did a few videos that I posted to YouTube for a couple contracts mm-hmm. where I would do like just a little thing here and there um, for a company that's like, oh, can you do a video and then make up a bunch of boxes? They, they pick up the food box and then they watch your video. Yeah. And so that was like a start. I was like, oh, this is good. I like this. But when we launched our virtual classes, my first class was cooking, Thai cooking. And I had, I filled it up Mm -hmm. and I was so surprised. I had, I had friends from uh, my sister-in-law from British Columbia joined my Thai class. I had connections with people that I never Mm -hmm. would have thought that my business could connect with. Yeah. And so Before I'm like, oh no, I, I just do cooking classes for people in town mm-hmm. that can drive to my house and sit in a chair. And now I'm like, oh, I can do a cooking class for a company in Toronto yeah. yes. that wants to do a team building um, event with their mm-hmm. with their coworkers. Yes, This, it, it changed the boundaries. Completely. Yeah, even for podcasts too, you know. You know, yeah, I did in person, and I was like with the Michael Ed, I was always so focused on person only. But I like, I mean, person is pretty special, right? There is something special about your in-person. Yes, yes. But it's like, it's for me now, I would say maybe it's not the same, but it feels like it's the same. Yeah, yeah. So, but but I'm so thankful that I can continue for now, right? And then now here we are and we are stage three and yeah. I can open it up again. So it's just like, just the same way. This reminds me a lot mm-hmm. about what you just said. And, and, ex- and having to get over the Zoom thing. Mm. I think I had to get over the screen. Okay. Think, like my nervousness about, um, yeah. am I just talking to a screen? I, am I going to feel weird not actually speaking with people? Mm-hmm. And I realized that I am speaking with people. We, we can put the screen up of, of all of the different yeah, chefs this. in their own homes. And yeah. I could say, oh, can you tilt your screen and show us what you're making mm-hmm. as we're going through the courses? And Suddenly we were, I was in 20 kitchens yeah. rather than just one. That's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was really neat. I mean, we haven't, we haven't done a class for the last month or so. We've had a lot of visitors and we've mm-hmm. um, taken a much needed break. But um, I, I know that come fall, people might mm-hmm. um, have gotten out and experienced the world again this summer and we'll be ready for another Zoom class in the fall. <laughs> Yeah, I want to ask you, and you know, because Rhonda, I think some people are just like, I don't want to be in a class. I want to be at the comfort at home and do it that way continuously, even if the world is open up, because yeah. there's different kinds of personalities, right? Yeah, and I, I think that's part of what I realized. I'm like, maybe, 
maybe some people are appreciating this Zoom cooking mm-hmm. because they ha- might have three kids at home or they might not be very mobile yeah. or they might live a little too far away to drive into town. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a more economical um, approach because they're paying $40 for their entire household mm-hmm. rather than $75 per person because my expenses are lower. So I don't have to charge, Mm -hmm. Um, but they're getting a a really valuable product because they're still getting the teaching and they're still getting to do a class together. Yeah. And it's still, I'm hoping that come fall, people will actually enjoy this style. And so when people go on my website, they see benefit catering, they'll see like a picture of cooking class happening virtually. And then they can look at the different, Mm -hmm. um, we offer, in-class cooking classes, but we also offer this virtual option that will hopefully continue on, Mm -hmm. like you said. Yeah. Um, And maybe for podcasting too, you'll have multiple types of of meetings with people. That's right. There's no boundaries anymore. If there's somebody in Toronto or Texas or wherever, Vancouver, you know, everybody can can just join up. Yeah. It it has, it's like shut COVID shut down the world, but it's opened up a lot of mm-hmm. ways that we can communicate. Yeah. And and hopefully some, I mean, for the better, hopefully some ways will continue. Mm-hmm. And not just for us as entrepreneurs that are like, yes, I hope business will continue to flow. <laughs> but I think, um, I, I think, for example, my family, we had never, we don't, talk a whole lot. We're the kind of family that check in once a year. So if something bad happens, mm. then I'll get a call yeah. <laughs> or, or we'll, we'll call our siblings for their birthday if they're lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the way my family has functioned for a long time. But this past year we started doing zoom Yeah, and we're across the country. So we, we had random zoom meetings and we played games, you know, those games mm-hmm. you can play. Yeah. on on zoom <laughs> and and now we're connecting now that we're actually um getting to see one another after not seeing each other for a long time so long right wow and it's like oh maybe maybe covid has forced people to to um continue on or start up relationships that they have let die yeah that's a big point yeah yeah it is you know we we all were touching each other's uh hey messages hey well how you doing because mm-hmm. we have, you know, we, we all at home. <laughs> and then we have this common thing. Like everyone knows these terms, like this lockdown and, mm-hmm. and double vaxxed, <laughs> like yeah. all these like strange terms that a year and a half ago, oh, wait, mm-hmm. are we like, oh, yeah, okay. a year and a half ago, we would be like, what are these? What are these strange words people are saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a connector. It's it's almost a global thing where we're like, oh, this is this is a, a connecting point that I might not have had with this person. <laughs> it's true again too. I agree with that. You know, you, 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 mm. I was able to touch. I'm from Germany. I immigrated here in 2006. So I okay. You know, I messaged some people in Germany. And said, hey, what's going on? Because it was there. Like we were like a month behind, like in the wave in the first one, and it's just like. You know, what's going on? And then, you know, there's no flour or there's no spaghetti. It's all gone. I know. Right? And so for for them, maybe the flour ran out. And for us, it was toilet paper. But for every place in the world, something went really, really awry. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. So we say, how is COVID treating you over there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it brings us together. that's, That's Do you feel like you're connecting even more with your friends and family in Germany during COVID? We, I, we like, we checked in, you know, and we uh, exchanged, um, not experience, but more like knowledge, like, Hey, what's, what's really happening? Because, you know, because it's easy to read an article, but it's like different if you speak to somebody who's there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. We have, we have different connections in our lives when, I, I grew up in British Columbia mm. in northern BC and went to cooking school there. And um, then I, I kind of veered off for a little while. I got my teaching degree. Um, hence the passion for teaching. Like I really do like that part. Uh, and so I, I love cooking an event, but I think I would much rather teach people how to cook that event. Uh-huh. Like teach a man to fish idea. <laughs> Feed him for life. 
Mm-hmm. Really. I, I can but, sense that, you know, that your personality, how you, you, how you talk and how you present yourself here tonight. I can really sense that there's a really strong connection with helping and educating and bringing knowledge along to others. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I feel like I do that probably too much to my children. Hey, kids, fun fact, fun fact. <laughs> kids love it. Kids love it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, so I did, I did go to cook, um, cooking school and then went to teacher's college. Then we, we ended up moving to the Bahamas and Whoa. teaching there for a while before we had kids. And so we have this, this little pocket of our lives where we lived in the Bahamas for five years mm-hmm. and then in Bolivia for six months oh. and then came coming back to Canada. And I think those years taught me one, like teaching in a classroom setting is really hard. Mm-hmm. And I've, I have a greater respect for my children's teachers, especially during COVID and yeah. what they've managed to do online mm-hmm. with the kids this, these past few months. But I, I've also learned that I, I'm much better teaching something that I love to people that want to learn, which makes junior high and like higher elementary skill school teachers Mm -hmm. really special because they have that that challenge how do i get these kids to want to be in here Mm -hmm. in this classroom yeah and how do i make math fun i'm like no i get to make cooking fun and it already is Mm. it's already great i think a lot (laughs) of people don't know how to cook honestly And, and a lot of people don't realize that it is it's quite exciting and there's so much interest and there's so many flavors that you can you can play with mm. instead of just eating craft dinner and hot dogs there is so much more <laughs> so and i think our experiences living in the bahamas and and bolivia and those other places were shaped how i saw um communication with mm. people but also the ways different people learn and, and understand humor and understand yeah. uh, and and live together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's been really cool. I like being in Thunder Bay, though, I have to say. And most people would be like, you are lying to my face if I told them <laughs> I would rather be in Thunder Bay than the Bahamas. Yeah. <laughs> but I, there's something beautiful about the seasons here. Mm-hmm. And so even though we lived in a tropical paradise where it was always summer, it was like either hot summer or rainy summer. Uh-huh. Or just it was still the summer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it, where you were in Germany. What did you have all all four, all four seasons? Yeah, but not to the like fall and spring is l- spring is way earlier and summer okay. is earlier yeah, yeah. and then fall is longer and winter is shorter. And there's almost no yeah, yeah. snow except in the Alps. But, you know, sometimes... Oh, right, right, right. And sometimes, so, you know, when you live somewhere for a certain time, period, you experience it, and it's like it comes to a full circle, and then, you know, it, you learn something, you grew, and then you move on. I think that's... Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... And, and, this, and this full circle, it's almost... Im- it's important for, for me to have that full circle of seasons. Mm-hmm. Ah, very nice. And I, and I love... Um, even the longer winters, because anticipation is one of the best parts of summer. Right. You anticipate summer. You anticipate the first shoots coming out of the ground uh, and all the, all of that magic that happens when, yeah. when spring finally takes over in Thunder Bay, which happens in late May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it, would you say it's almost like giving purpose, you know, it's like it's like continuously not dragging you along but like it empowers you to go further and make the next step because you know things gonna change constantly yeah i i'm a sucker for change and i think i think it is human nature where we we long for um we long for change when things are the same for too long mm-hmm. we sort of take them for granted and so if, yeah. if summer lasted a twice as long in Thunder Bay, I would probably take it for granted or do the typical, oh, it's too hot. When is this going to end? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, it is, a, it's funny. We do that anyway. Like, yeah. Oh, finally summer. Oh, it's too hot. I hate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We are so ah. driven by our perception tricks us. That's what I think it is. 
Because, you know, we think summer is forever, but then it ends. But then there's, there's fall. Fall is beautiful. Yeah, is that so your favorite season? So we long for season? that. Like, um, maybe it is. I would say fall is my favorite season. Mm-hmm. Um, fall is when the harvest comes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do love, I, I've gotten more into gardening this past, this past year. Partly because we moved to a property that had room for a garden. Ooh. And so it was the first time we, we actually tilled the earth and, um, you know, got a big load of manure and, and worked it in. And, and I read all sorts of things about how, mm-hmm. um, how things grow. And so we started planting things. And I look forward to fall every year because that's what, and that's, you can see what you've created then. Yeah. How, what's come out of the ground. And, and then you get to smell the leaves and, and go to Centennial Park or, or, or Cascades or Trowbridge and, and go for a walk in there. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's quite beautiful. And then, of course, it, you have that foreboding sense of things are just going to get cold. Yes. <laughs> but I, I can enjoy it while it lasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think so, too. You know, I think it's good. The the balance is there, I feel. What I wanted to bring up is when you when you when I do like anything related with digging a hole or like planting something, but you know you it's manual labor, not always, but sometimes you get help from some device. But it's like when the sweat drips down and you see it and falls into the earth. I feel like that's like such a special moment because then, you mm-hmm. know, it's like you give sometimes I think in my mind and this is it might sound weird, but it's like your own blood goes or your own body goes into the ground and you, sh- you, sh- you're giving it energy and it just comes along. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I read something recently about flow and I hadn't thought about it before. I'm like, flow is that the thing that you do that it, you kind of get into a groove and time sort of loses meaning and you can just go on and on and on and it's fulfilling, but it's also, um, you're also using skill. So you're, you're using something of yourself and putting it out. Yeah. And so gardening is that for me and cooking is that for me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love like that idea of like, I'm putting so much work into whatever I'm doing and it's, it's, I can kind of just get lost in it. Yeah. It becomes you. Yeah. It becomes yeah. you too, right? Yeah. And, and the gardening. So the, the feeling like we are more connected than to the earth than we've been in a long time where we just go into a sterile grocery store and grab things from the shelves. Um, I'm noticing a whole lot more people are growing stuff, mm-hmm. like growing food in their backyards and some people putting big garden boxes in their front yards now. Mm-hmm. And our, our local gar- um, farming community is getting so much more support now mm. than they perhaps did a few years ago. Um, so my my hope in and we were talking about like what we're hoping for post COVID when it comes to virtual stuff. Mm. I'm hoping to do some more outdoor stuff with people mm. and take them on a walk through the garden. We pick some things together and we bring it back into the kitchen and we make something beautiful together. Ah. And like the garden to table idea, I know it's not a new idea, mm-hmm. but it could be something that's pretty unique in Thunder Bay. I think it's amazing. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. We have we have some space in the back, like a beautiful garden space where we can set out tables mm-hmm. and and do a meal together um, so that people, maybe people that aren't used to experiencing pulling things out of the earth and seeing what they, what yeah. can be made out of them. Yeah. And <laughs> even the taste too, right? Yeah, yeah, you, it's you different. think it's this a carrot, but it's not a carrot until you have no. a carrot. You pull out yourself. You should try real carrot. <laughs> Here, yes. here's a real carrot. Yes. And my kids, they, they just kind of like sort of brush their dirt off on their mm-hmm. clothes yeah. and then they eat the carrot. Mm-hmm. And then they're getting a little bit of those, mm. I don't know, Minerals. things that are good for their immune system at the same time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have to say, I'm, I'm not great at gardening, mm. but for some reason, I really, I really enjoy the challenge of it. Mm-hmm. And whenever I, anyone that's creative, right, where you're like, oh, here is a, a challenging new way to run a cooking class, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a challenging new way to make this dish. Mm-hmm. Um, and what can I do with um with something from the garden, whereas I, it might have been easier before to just pick it up from the grocery store. 
But I, I think the challenge is important for us. Yes. Yeah. Work it, it reminds me a little bit of the indigenous food circle. You know, they do sometimes yeah. a video where they, they do have some traditional food that they have on animal. And, you know, they show how to take it apart and then make something out of it. Mm -hmm. like, and it's not easy. Like it, it's sometimes it's a laborious process. Yeah. But it, it's worth it. It is. I think I think there's so much like sentimental value and all that other value behind doing things that are a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. And then plus yeah. you learn to use everything, right? As well. Yeah. 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 Um, my, my son is in guitar lessons and his teacher says, remember Graham, the limitation breeds creativity. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there listening to him play guitar. And I'm like, yes, limitation breeds creativity. If you're limited for what you can use, like, okay, uh, now I need to cook with just the things from this garden that come out in the fall. I need to create menus from just those things. Mm. I'm forced to be way more creative okay. than otherwise. True. And then I, I won't just do what's on my menu. I can do something new yes. <laughs> for the cooking classes. True. I agree with that. But I it's, I feel like, you know, I had a really hard time in school, just saying, <laughs> which is my own personality. But it's like, would you say it's a double-edged sword, though? Because sometimes... I think so. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, if somebody says, no, you are this person, then it could put you in the box. And then, you know, you lose... You have to do something a certain way, maybe this way, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Or, or if someone says you're a certain person, you have to get really creative to move yourself out of that box. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or and part of it might be what we tell ourselves. Like, I guess I'm just this. Like, I'm I'm just a mom that mm. that happens to be a chef that runs cooking classes. But um, I think we can push ourselves out of that. Yeah. I, and I think being being female is as part of that. Where I um I look at the narrative around me and I see how it's changing. Mm -hmm. How they say, no, you as a woman can do all sorts of things that maybe I would have avoided in the past. Yes. Like running, like running a business. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I think growing up, I just assumed that I would be working for someone else, uh -huh. but uh, it took a little bit of time and, um, and confidence building, I guess, mm -hmm. to get out of that kind of box. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what you were talking about a little bit. <laughs> in, a, in a way, yeah. I've, yeah. I, you know, I've never thought I would do a podcast or, you, yeah. know, you know, that's like, what? But it's yeah. all, because we, 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 and I agree with that. And, you know, I'm a man, but I feel like I still had that experience. And yes, women right now still are not 100% equal in many things. And we need, I think it's very important to point that out. And we, We are not there yet, but it's being pushed better and better into the um, atmosphere for everybody to see that there's more work to be done, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like and then the more women that, that step up and become bosses and, mm -hmm. and run their own thing and whatever, I think, it's, I think it's great. I like that hashtag they choose this year. This year was uh, choose to challenge. Ah, yeah, International Women's Day, I think it was. I like that. Yeah, she's the challenge. Yeah, and you know because, yes, do that. Why not? Right? I think yeah. it's fantastic. Huh? That's funny. I didn't know that that was the hashtag. Yeah, they do. I think it's. I'm not sure, but I think it's like it's. It's every year they reevaluate, and you know, it's a, a lot of. Everybody works together and they just come up with great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think choose to challenge. Um, choose to challenge even though you might not always succeed, which is the hardest part, right? Like I might try something that's really hard and then realize that I sh should go a different direction yeah. and then pivot and go a different direction and be okay with that. Mm -hmm. But I like the I like the choose to challenge. Yeah. For some people, it's, you know, creating something and thinking this is going to be it. And then it just doesn't get the reception you thought it might. Then you mm -hmm. go back to the drawing box and do it again. Some people do that. Yeah. And they come back and stronger. Others, it's just like it's too much. 
Oh yeah. I think, I think it's hard because it can really easily just get into my head. So I could either say, Oh, this is, this is too hard on my ego. I don't know if I can do this anymore. (laughs) Or I can say, well, that's, that's interesting. I find that interesting. And now I can move forward a different way Mm -hmm. and kind of step back and look at it more objectively rather than taking it too personally. I I think that it's a really neat way to, to take on a challenge and move forward without letting our challenges just, you know, bury us alive. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. I feel like no matter what I do, the the most important thing is that I I enjoy it and I, I have fun with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's and uh, bring this back again to this speech. I do it. I kind of do it like because I like it, and I do it. I do it for me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So. Oh, I I totally agree. I think sometimes, I I mean, as as a business owner, sometimes I choose to do things that aren't the most practical thing like they might not make the most money Mm -hmm. i mean so i could i could just run a bunch of events in a row and and have the same set menu and then i would never have to make anything new Mm. because then it's easier and i'm then i get really good at how much i need to serve for each person and what i need to purchase and all of those details could be could be really easy if i just stuck with a five five option menu mm-hmm. <laughs> and then did the same kind of events all the time. But I love, I mean, sometimes we just got to do things that bring us life mm-hmm. and, and joy. Ooh. And so I think it's okay to do things that don't make a ton of money in, in the overall spectrum. So I might choose to do like a smaller class with just a few people that really love to cook mm-hmm. and, um, in itself, maybe not entirely worth it on the, on the money side, but Mm. it could be really inspirational and we could learn something from each other. Yeah. And I could try out a new recipe and you know, Mm. I like that. That was a good, I mean, sorry, it's a good, it's a good thought, but I mean, it can be, I I still have to be practical. (laughs) So I don't do that all the time, but once in a while, it's so good for the soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Do you meditate at all? Um, I used to do yoga, uh-huh. um, but my meditation comes from going, I, I love to go running. Uh. And sometimes uh, sometimes I'll listen to a podcast and sometimes I'll listen to music. And if I'm running through the forest, especially um, if you've ever biked at um, Shunia Mines yeah. or Trill Ridge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, um, we used to take our kids to the Black Sheep mountain bike races and I would race along with my kids. Wow. And I'd have like eight year olds zipping by me on the left. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I mean, it was, Mm. it was a little bit humbling in itself, but, um, that it's almost a meditation when you're out in the forest. Mm. I, I'm a better runner than a biker. So sometimes I'll just run through trails. That's good. And and it's, it's a, a really soothing it's a soothing practice and I, I have to force myself sometimes to keep the habit alive mm-hmm. when I get busy, but I know, I know it's really important that we have a, a well-rounded life that I don't look back in the last six months and go, I cooked every day, but I didn't do anything else. Uh-huh. And someone would say, well, you did really well. You probably made a lot of money, but then I'll think, well, what about those moments when I, when I could have taken some more time to go for a run or do something with the kids? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I didn't find the balance I wanted to. So I'm trying to restructure what I, what I see as success. <laughs> How did you learn that? Um, that's a good question. I think I learned that the hard way. Okay. I think I've had um, being in business for 10 years, pivoting constantly um, not just through COVID, but just going, okay, I think, I think as a specialty caterer that, that does a lot of dietary needs, mm. I also have to um, feed the rest of the people. <laughs> so I do, I do really good gluten-free and vegan food, mm. but I do do all of the food. But as yeah. I, I expanded what I offered, I got more business and it was really easy for me to just say yes to everything. Uh. 
and you probably know that like the saying like a good entrepreneur their first two years you say yes to everything oh. you just do everything you can okay. <laughs> yeah and that and that gives you notoriety it gives you some uh, a leg up against the competition because you're that yes person uh. but my tendency is to say yes all of the time mm. um i i am a people pleaser as well i always want to go over and above i always want to make people happy um so I've learned over the years that once in a while, I look at my schedule and I say, I actually do not have room this week for this event. Okay. And I know that they, they can call another caterer. Our town is full of really good restaurants and caterers. Mm-hmm. So I'm not actually, I'm not disappointing them greatly by saying no. Mm-hmm. So I had to get over that, like, Maybe it was partly a pride thing. Like, I want to be the one that they want, that mm, they choose, right? Interesting. Um, but after a while, I'm like, you know what? If I say yes to the things that come along and say no to the ones that will overwhelm me, I'll do a better job on my yeses. Yes. And then I'll have a little bit more time for the things that also bring us life and mm. joy, like yeah. booting around shooting of mines on a bike, even though it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I like that. You know? yeah, I, yeah. I like I, I like to say it often because I don't always follow it. So I appreciate that you asked me because if I say it enough, mm-hmm. maybe I'll follow it more. <laughs> yeah. So that in a in a nutshell, doing more is not always better. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. It's not. Mm. And it's sometimes what our culture will have us believe. Yeah, there's a very strong more. There's a very strong belief here. No, work out every day. Get up at four. Go to bed at yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just get better and better and stronger and stronger yeah. and more and more. What's a and rest day? One... Right. Yeah, yeah. A rest. I think a rest day for working out and a rest day for any entrepreneur is probably the same idea, mm. right? You don't take a rest day. You're going to, you're going to burn out or your muscles are going to really be angry with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you. You said you were, you running and you love it. And you know, I, yes. I feel you on that. The, have you seen there is a fall race coming up? Uh, yes. Upriver. Up yeah. Upriver running. Yeah. You know about it? Yeah, I ran it last year. Which one? No, I ran it yeah. um, before Ooh. COVID. Oh, my husband and I did the run. Ooh, so this and year, I. Right? Well, oh, go ahead. Oh, this year, um, I really wanted to do the long race, but I think there's a 10k. Yeah. 25k and 50. Oh, and a 50. Yeah. No, tell me you're not one of those. Oh, I'm no, I'm not gonna run 50k, but I mean, like, uh, there it is. I think it went out today. There, the camera focus. Course on description it. and course links are now available 10k, 25k, 50. Oh, okay, I'm yeah. gonna do the 10k. 10k is good, right? I'm gonna sign up tonight mm-hmm. so I can, I can actually do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's on those that's a hilly trail kind of. Oh, run. I know. Yeah. We were. We were so thankful that we did the 10 <laughs> instead of anything else when we did this run together. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, oh, I love, I love the culture of a race like that. Mm-hmm. And everyone's cheering on those 50K people that started at five in the morning or whenever they started. Yeah. Four in the morning. I don't know when they start their race. That's 50K is quite a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you're running like through a trail. You have to focus on the roots and mm-hmm. rocks and make sure you don't fall on your face. So that's extra energy. Yeah. So it's so different than running on a road. So that's would be I like mean, five hours, like if you do. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah. Who knows? Steve, how long did our our 10k take? It took me an hour. And a half. Took me an hour and a half. Did it? it okay. It took me an hour. <laughs> yeah. See, that's that's what I thought. You know. <laughs> But it's a, it's an hour of focus. You uh-huh. gotta focus. Yeah. And maybe that's what flow is, right? You're in, you're in the groove and you're focusing mm-hmm. and it's hard, but you're feeling, you're feeling good about it at the same time. I love it. And all those happy drugs that your body makes because you're working so hard. Yeah. <laughs> They come after like 40, 50 minutes and you do. Yeah. You have to like go through what the first six, 
six, seven K first. (laughs) That's life though, right? Yeah. Mm. Are you going to do the 10 K? You have to say on the air if you're going to do the 10 K or not. Yeah, probably no. (laughs) (laughs) I did, I did a lot of running about a year and a half ago, like a lot, you know, and I injured myself twice and I, I, I on the right foot underneath the the tendonitis or whatever it is like when the yeah and this took me like a whole year to come back from there I couldn't I couldn't oh. even bike if I would bike it would get agitated as well so that's so tragic yeah so yeah, like I I'm back now I got I got yeah. new running shoes Ooh, and they're good and I did an hour yesterday on the treadmill you know. I'm I'm okay with treadmill. That's fine too for just coming back and training. That's good with me. Oh yeah, mm. that's fine, and especially in a Thunder Bay winter, mm-hmm. you gotta. I I am. I mean, I should clarify. I'm a fair weather runner, mm-hmm. so I do love running, but I don't love running in the cold. And I have friends who are an all weather runner. Yeah, they can do anything. Yeah, but the shoes turn into stone. I don't understand. It's and just clon clon. And when you breathe in, it hurts really bad because mm. it's so cold. Yeah, I don't understand it. Mm. But I, I mean, eventually, maybe I'll run in, run in the late fall. Wait, the upriver's in the fall. Yeah, we can handle that. Yeah, you, you, you. I can handle plus five. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. Would, yeah. Do you for recovery then? Would you jump into an ice bath at zero point six degrees? Is that a thing? No. No. Nope. Okay. Nope. I think that goes with the fair run- weather running. Like I would probably like sit in a hot tub, uh-huh. that kind of thing. Yeah, that's recovery too. <laughs> it's also recovery. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like watch a good movie. That's good recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, we we tend to like do something like eat Persian. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you find inspiration? Where do you find, um, you know, you, I know you, you know, you, you adjusted, you had this multi-screen on one side, you have this beautiful professional kitchen now, you showed it to us, it's on social media too. And you know, you, you are there, you helping, you, you making this. And then where does it come from? Where do you find that inspiration from? Um, I think after a while, the inspiration is is not from okay this is this particular thing is making more money than that like i said earlier mm. um that's that's not inspiring it, it's inspiring when i see when i get comments from people on the other side of the screen for example when we've done a cooking class together and they're like i have never tried um this particular dish or Thai food, or mm. I've never done sushi before. And we did this together and I actually really liked it. Uh, and I think I might enjoy cooking a little bit more. And so mm. I, I love feeding people, but I especially love inspiring people to enjoy the cooking process. Okay. And just to do it a little bit more. And I think that that's, it's really exciting for me. And I, I get really excited about food, but I mostly get excited when I see other people excited about food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So you in a in a big room with a lot of chefs, it's going to be the bar. It's going to be good times. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be really fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So do you like the new Canadian, it's not new anymore, but the new Canadian food guide when they released it a couple of years ago? You know, they... Oh, abs- absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a health nut. And I mean, when it comes to, um, I don't always follow it. I was just talking about eating Persians because they're delicious. But in the sense that the the new Canadian health guide, and I'm not sure if this is true, but I heard that it is, it's less um, persuaded by big, big companies. Uh, and it was more trying to actually find the science behind it and follow mm-hmm. that um, authentically. And so I love that there was being a specialty caterer. I, I love that they're like, you know, if if this is your cultural preference, here's some examples of things. If you happen to be dairy-free, yeah. you're not missing out on an, an entire food group. Here are some great alternatives. Okay. So I, I think it was a, a really great step forward. Yes. I think so too. I think some people just got scared maybe a little bit because, you know, sometimes, oh, that it's just changed a little bit. And that's okay. Yeah. 
I'm yeah. I'm fine. But I really I really want to know just that you brought this up. What's better for you and your personal preference, oat milk or almond milk? Ooh, ooh, okay. <laughs> um, here, okay, so almond milk uses more water mm. to create, so it has a, a larger footprint, carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. um, oat milk has a nice creamy flavor. Mm -hmm. It's cheaper to make. I don't like that it's priced the same as almond milk in the grocery store. That kind of irks me, but I like oat milk. Yeah. Because I know almond milk is probably more expensive to make and it uses a more expensive product to make it. Mm -hmm. um, just sort of guessing right now, but I do, I think I would say oat milk. Oh, and if you make an oat milk latte, because mm -hmm. I actually do drink milk alternatives, um, I, an oat milk latte is really delicious. Mm. Yeah, I've we tried to make we actually did make almond milk ourselves, but it's actually it's more expensive than actually just buying the almond milk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have a friend. I'm going to tell you the story because I also own a Vitamix blender, and ah. um, she owns a Vitamix, and they're really expensive. <laughs> mm. But she said, "Okay, I'm going to start." She doesn't. Um, she's dairy free. I'm going to start making my own oat milk. She bought a giant bulk bag of oats, yeah. got a great recipe, used a Vitamix, which makes it so creamy and smooth. Mm. And she paid for her Vitamix in a year and a half. Wow. Instead of purchasing this oat milk from the grocery store, she yeah. added up all the things. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe that's the way to go. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe oat milk is our future as a planet. Could be. Oats are good. You can even quote me on that because mm -hmm. I said it on live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I eat oats every morning. Usually. Oh, they're delicious. Yeah. You know, I grew up that way where you, I eat oats with just like you know, quick oats or like whole, whatever they have when I walk by the aisle. Sometimes they're not yeah. there, but it's like milk and then just some Nesquik, you know, those, this chocolate sugar thing. And then milk in it, and that's it, cold. And then just maybe some blueberries on top, and that's it. And then I ever. I like blueberries too. And then, and blueberries are in season right now. Well, I heard there was, it, it's kind of rough. The blueberry season is kind of rough this summer. I bet. Due to the heat. Yeah, I yeah. bet on that. That's true. But they are in season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> technically, if we could get them, then that yeah, would be amazing. Yeah. If you could find them, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, I like it. I everything that's in season. Mm -hmm. I recently did an in season um, music, not music, um, cooking video yeah. um, with in season Thunder Bay, and um, and Damien did the, the videography. It was oh, really neat. Uh, Damien, yeah, I know it's mm. great. Um, so they'll, they'll do a, a different video every month. What's in season in Thunder Bay? Here's a chef. Here's some local producers. It's one of the coolest things. I'm really excited to see their first one. Uh, oh, oh you got it? Yeah, Is that it? Just the Instagram page. If it's oh, focused. awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And and I just think um, Thunder Bay has more to offer than you, one might think. Mm -hmm. There is something in every single month of the year that we can find that's in season. Blueberries, for example. Um, can be used in so many dishes. So in my August classes, I'll be like, okay, let's use blueberries in our main course. Let's add a little bit of balsamic. Let's use this with pork tenderloin. Okay. This is, yeah, here's yeah. some new ways to use these seasonal products. Okay. I so that's, that's what I'm passionate about. Yes. <laughs> what do you think about spaghetti and blueberries? Ooh. No? Not. Not hitting me right right now, but yeah, give but me like some other the, things. Yeah, but like in a sauce with. T oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, in the yeah. sauce and with, that could be really good. Yeah, I I told this I told this story I think once before. You know my 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 little brother he doesn't like blueberries at all, and you know I love I still love him, but it's like <laughs> I, I cooked something at home and I didn't knew, but I felt like I felt so creative and I grabbed this blueberry jam and I put a huge scoop into the tomato sauce sounds weird but and then as but it's just it worked for me i liked it but it's just like and then he asked me are there blueberries in the spaghetti sauce 
And you were like, I created something awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And and come to think of it, when you do add the blueberry, which is like that sweet component, spaghetti has an acid. And you combine the sweet and the acid and you create a really nice harmony of flavor. Okay. And so you probably created something really beautiful for the palate. Mm -hmm. And he was like, huh, what is that? What is that? (laughs) Why is there blueberries in there? (laughs) I always reference back because I have kids to the movie Ratatouille. I love that movie. Okay. So, you know, when Remy and his brother and his brother's like, eat garbage. It's delicious. I don't care. And then he's like, no, 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 come here. And he gets like a mushroom and then an old piece of cheese. And then he's like, hey, here's a little piece of apple. Yeah. And you eat them together. Yes. And then fireworks. Yes. So good. <laughs> so the more you can create fireworks when you create something, the better. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you break this down? Like scientifically, what happens with us then? Um, I think... I think our, our taste buds want to taste those five flavors. Okay. So we want the harmony of sweet and salty and bitter. Uh, and we want to get a little bit of heat in there. Mm-hmm. And so when, when you have just a mushroom, right, it doesn't have any of those flavors. Mm-hmm. It's pretty plain. But if you add a little balsamic to that mushroom and then you add a little bit of like blue cheese, you've got that tart flavor. Oh. Okay, well, what if something sweet? Let's put blueberries with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yes. together... Um, our taste buds are happy. They, they want to feel that harmony. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, they don't want to just hear one instrument. They want to hear that harmony of instruments. They want to hear the whole band. Yeah, it takes it to another level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like how you explained that. Ah, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Wow. We are almost, we are almost up uh, with the hour. You know, I told you uh, we're going to do about an hour. But you're fun to talk to. I, you too. We're, you know, there's a lot of similarities in a way that I can connect with. I'm, I'm not a teacher though, so, and I don't think I could ever be. <laughs> but it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah, yeah. I think the one thing I would miss is patience. I think. Right. Yeah. Right. I think, and I'd be, I'd be brutally honest with that. And you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every day. I like how every day you get, you know, as a parent, you get, there's a, you get another chance. Kids are so amazing that, you know, there's unconditional love and they just, you know, as a parent, you are everything to them. And I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, but it's just like you get another chance every day again. Mm. And like for our toddlers, like they forget to. They have such short memories. They're like, I love you again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know. And it's, you know, we talked about this earlier. You know, we have two at home and it's just like he joined us a year and a half ago. And it's just such a different dynamic now. And it never stops either. You think you master one thing. And I think this is the same thing with being a chef. Or with life in general, you you know, now I know how to make spaghetti, but then, this is a very simple example. But then the next day, you discover gnocchis or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's always something. And, and the palettes of the, the world around us are changing. Oh. And so we have to keep up. And just like what you said, you have to be updating all the time mm-hmm. or you're going to get left in the dust. If I continue to just serve like, I don't know, spinach dip in a bread bowl, people mm. will be like, no, that happened in the 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should come up with something different. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do, do One more question. Okay. Do you think like trends, like fashion and music, you know, it comes back? But do you think it's, the food is the same thing in a way? I think it comes back, but in a different way. Okay. So I, I know like fashion trends, they'll come back, but there's always some um, twist to it. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. That's still 2020 because of this little thing. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, to use that silly example of spinach dip in a bread bowl, yeah. maybe spinach dip in a bread bowl would be amazing if it weren't served exactly like it was in the 90s yeah and it was served in a creative way and i used like both hands artisan loaves and and um 
kale instead of spinach and, and add that local piece to it. Mm. I think, I think we can draw from the past. There's so much to learn, right. From mm. all of the great chefs of the past that, that kind of created the, the culinary industry. We, we glean from all that they have to teach us, but we continue to move forward. Yes. It always goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Rhonda, I think I'm good. Are you good? Yeah. Okay. Enjoy this. I, I'm very, very thankful. And I really admire what you do. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see you race in the fall. And you got <laughs> to sh- send me that time. Okay. And uh, one of these days, I would love to bring you into the studio and, you know, connect over here as well and bring you back and talk what's happening. All right. Truly, well, thanks very much for having me on. Truly appreciate you being on today. And with that said, let me take us off the air. Just stick around for one quick second, okay? Okay.